I don't know if you've ever been to a Bill Gothard seminar. Years ago, he started a seminar, Seven Principles of Basic Youth Conflicts. Did a good job, wonderful job, tremendous job. Helped, has helped hundreds of thousands, yea, probably millions of people get a grip on a lot of the basic conflicts that you have as, as a young person. How to overcome fear. How to overcome anger. How your right relationship with God. And just a great, great seven major principles that he came up with in his seminar. It's a 32-hour seminar. I've been to it five times. Same 32 hours. One of the best things I picked up, I picked up a lot of good things out of the seminar, a lot of good teaching. One of them was on this five fools of Proverbs. I had never seen it like he saw it. But it is there. It is there. And I want to share it with you tonight about the five fools. Man, I don't want to be a fool. I don't want to be a fool. But you can be a fool. My mother used to tell us sometimes, quit acting the fool. Well, she was more right than wrong. So some general definitions here. A fool, is, in a biblical sense, is one who is stupid. The word moronos, unaware, willfully wrong, willfully ignorant, or disobedient, or hardened. It can be any one of those to the truth of God's word. That's the biblical sense of a fool. We, I don't want to be stupid. I don't want to be unaware, ignorant. I don't want to be willfully ignorant. I don't want to be uh, willfully disobedient or passively, actively disobedient to God. And for sure, I don't want to be hardened to the will of God and the word of God because I don't want to be a fool. Proverbs says, How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity and scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge? Just just some verses about being a fool. Turn you at my reproof, and behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. That's a promise. In fact, that whole last part of chapter 1 there is powerful. So let me go over the, the five fools. We'll not probably finish it tonight, but I'll go to get about at least halfway in it, maybe a little bit more. Fool number one, the simple fool. The simple fool lacks understanding of the truth. Well, I'd say we've all been there. Okay, I could, I could say, generally speaking, we, I don't think pretty, pretty completely, we've all been, before we were saved, before we knew anything about the Bible, we would be a simple fool. We had a, we would, how many got saved later in life? Okay. If you folks got saved later in life, you, you, you probably made some really stupid statements. Like you thought you knew the way things really were, and you thought you knew this, and you thought you knew that, but you really didn't. You got saved. Well, then you began to read the Bible. Well, the Bible began to contradict your preconceived ideas of things. Maybe your mother taught you, your grandmother taught you, your kids at school may have taught you. And that's where you develop your philosophy. Where do you develop your philosophy? From things you hear, things you read, things you see. And so without God, which way do we always go? You always go away from God. The movement's always away from God. Harvard used to be relatively conservative. Where is it today? It's not even fit to go to. It's propagating idiocy because the movement seems to always be historically from conservative to liberal, conservative to liberal. Rare is it that you find any institution, church, or person that goes from liberal or from conser cons 
liberal to conservative. I got that right, right? I'm glad. Where's uh, Where's Peaches when I need her? She, she laughed last week so much when I messed up that it didn't encourage my soul. You will waste your cancer. YWW, well, never realize. Proverbs 7 7 would be. And beheld among the simple ones, and discerned among the youths, a young man void of understanding. That's that. Uh, that's just being simple, it's just void of, of true understanding. And everybody, I believe, classifies who is simple. Let him turn in hither. As for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, speaking of the, of course, uh, a strange woman, the simple fool can recover and escape his state of foolishness by heeding God's word. So the. the uh, in, the, in their listing of seriousness, the simple fool is the least serious kind of fool. That's what everybody is. You just don't have, a, don't have an understanding. You haven't seen. You're ignorant of it. And God can make you know his word and pull you out of it. Psalm 19.7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. That's why you got to read the Bible, because the Bible is going to help you get out of Thoughts that aren't right, conceptions that aren't right, philosophies that aren't right, but they may sound good, people may around you accept them, but they're just not right. It says in Psalm 119, 130, the entrance of thy words giveth light. That's that understanding. Giveth understanding unto the simple, that simple fool we talked about there. The simple fool is extremely gullible. You've meant them. I'm not sure the simple fool has blonde hair, but it could. She or he could. Proverbs 14, 15, The simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well into his goings. For they that are... I'm going to do an experiment here. Ready? It's not going to work. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to pull me back to that. I'm so sorry about that. I want to read that. Oh, not that far back. I got nothing. I don't know what you did, brother, but I got nothing. If on the little one there on your left there, if you just pick one of the, there you go. Then hit play at the top, the, word, the play button at the top. Did it, you got it? Right, no, right there. That's the play button. No, hit. Yeah, don't take me back to the beginning. You folks think of something wonderful while we're figuring this out, we? Okay. Okay, here we go. Anyway, I think we got it. We've succeeded. God bless. Proverbs 9, 4. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. And one with understanding. We said that, right? I'm coming back. You can recover the fool out of this. The law of the Lord is perfect. We talked about that. We're getting, getting a good review. 
Keep track, Dale, of what slide I'm on as I go down through there. There we go. You know what slide I'm on now? Did you see that? We're going to beat this. We're going to, we're going to beat this thing. They, New Testament, for they that are such serve not the Lord Jesus Christ with their own belly by good works and fair speeches, they deceive the hearts of the simple. So it's New Testament referred to as well as Old Testament. You know, Brother Whiff, you appreciate what I'm going through, don't you? You do. I, pre I know you're one of the few that appreciate this. The simple fool learns from those around him. And so if he hangs around fools, why is it young people go to young people for advice? You think I should do this? You remember Rehoboam? He went to he took he had that good advice of the old man, and he should have went with it, and he went with the advice of the young man. Of course, the Bible says it was of the Lord. You know, he was giving him he was giving him what he deserved. Smite a scorner, and a simple will be worse. See, he pays attention to things going on around him. That's why you you what law enforcement ought to have teeth in it. Because when they see somebody go to jail for something or somebody be electrocuted for murder, then that helps a simple fool not to want to kill somebody or rob. They see, they pay attention. And they approve one that understanding will understand knowledge. So, but when you, when you have lawlessness, they think it's okay, let's all do it. Proverbs 21.11, when the scorner is punished, the simple is made wise when he sees that. When the wise is instructed, he receiveth knowledge. So the simple fool is instructable, if that's a word. You can instruct him, he will receive it. The simple fool, and is harsh, if he does not turn from his foolishness, though. The simple inherit folly, part A of that verse. Proverbs 27, 12 says, A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple, as a simple fool, passes on and is punished, or punished. Nothing wrong with being my nickname's kind of Mr. Safety, and I've, I've used this verse a lot in my life, prudent man foreseeth evil. You, you plan on what could go wrong, and you make preparations for it. That's what foreseeing evil is all about. When we dove, we had all kinds of, we had a uh, carbon monoxide monitor on our, on our air in case the, the people who put the air in it, if the cylinder goes bad, it'll pump monoxide in your air, and it, nothing will kill you faster than to breathe the monoxide at at pressure under under the water. It'll kill you like that. And so you got a little you get all these whistles in case that you get lost, you get this whistle. You got these now they got a little Troy may know about this. They got little GPSs you can have with you. Now they find you. Because I'm gonna tell you in the water on the ocean, when you get about a half a mile away from the boat, they they can't see you. We used to have a big thing that blew up. Ultraviolet, you know, it was a day glow looking thing, a little tube that where you could blow it up with your air so they could see you if you got away from them. And it can happen. People, if, if you dive, you're familiar with that. So the simple fool. Simple fool, he pays attention. He's kind of ignorant. He pays attention. He gets advice from people around him. But if he runs into the Lord Jesus, as we did, you get your advice from the Bible and you become wise. 
The second fool is a silly fool. Job, for wrath killeth the foolish man, and envy slayeth the silly one. What is the definition of a silly fool? Prime roots to open or to be roomy. Mentally. You don't want people to say you got a lot of room upstairs, you know. It's, it's, they just don't seem to have two plus two doesn't make four with them. They struggle with that. And New Testament person is mentioned. Second uh, Timothy 3, 6, For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women. Marilyn Monroe was a silly woman. She, came, she was the first one that came to mind when I studied this. Marilyn Monroe, silly woman. Laden with sin, led away of their divers' lusts. And look how they end. They end up. I wonder how Marilyn Monroe looks today. I just, In fact, I just looked at She's buried above ground in one of those crypts. And it has her name in it, Marilyn Monroe. She born 1926. Anybody in here born 1926? Wow. When were you born? When were you born? 38? There's no 1926 people in here? Man. This congregation was in majority, vast majority, 2020, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, when I pastored here right at the beginning. So what a shock. How, when were you born, Ray? Twenty seven he's one year away. God bless you, brother. Great cloud of witnesses. Okay, so you have that. Now the fool number three is a sensual fool. I spent a little time on this because this is more commonplace. Sensitive, animated, natural, hence sensual. Who are these people? We call them oftentimes womanizers. They have a way. There's men that have learned what women like. And they give them what they like to get what they want. They're deceptive. They're viciously deceptive. I have seen womanizers. I've had them in my office. And I've seen them commit suicide eventually, kill themselves. Horrible ending. All they care about is the feely, touchy, Super sensitive, women like super sensitive men, super soft men. James 3.15, this wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly and sensual and devilish. Sensualness is not of God. That's spending all your time about how you feel in the senses. In Jude it says, these be they who separate themselves, sensual having not the spirit. Some characteristics, deceitful and cunning, sensual in dress and actions. This describes the vast majority of our society. Pleasure-minded, feel good, consumed with self-gratification and immediate fulfillment. Now, come on, that's, that's the vast majority of people we live with. How can one treat this type of fool? Remove thy way far from them. Remove thy way far from her, and come not nigh to the door of her house, speaking of the strange woman, which is this kind of fool. Don't hang around her, 
You'll be man. You'll be you'll be you'll be. Uh, she'll say what you want, what you want to hear, and she'll be like you want to be, and then she'll bite you like a serpent. Lest thou give thine honor unto others and thy years unto the cruel. She'll gut you like a fish. Let strangers be filled with thy wealth and thy labors be in the house of a stranger. That's what divorce does. Divorce, according to Florida, 50%, we're in a 50-50 state. Uh, uh, you get a divorce and, and uh, they split everything half and half. I met Charlie Foster. He had just finished his second divorce because he was in this type of being a fool. And he was in his second divorce and he had a suitcase and he was walking in to the apartment he rented. And he said, Charlie... We, we led Charter to Christ. He got saved, and he died recently. Went to heaven, loved the Lord, passed tracts out, served God for much of the last part of his life. He was 35 years old, second divorce. He had a suitcase. He said, you see the suitcase? I said, yeah. He said, that's all I got left after two divorces. Strip you. Just what the Bible said. The Bible said true. Proverbs 5.11, Thou art more at the last when thy flesh and thy body are consumed. Now that can be from STDs. It can just be from getting old. Have you noticed that these, these women, these strange women, Hollywood girls, that, are, they, that basically are promoted on their looks, promoted on their, on their sensuality, have you noticed when they get old, they struggle? Have you noticed that they don't look like they used to look. Do you notice how they get deforming plastic surgery and begin to look like some alien out of a flying saucer? I mean, they don't. They would be way better off letting themselves just naturally age and let let the skin hang where it's supposed to hang, and let your eyes hang where they're supposed to hang, and let your lips stay the same size or whatever the case is, and. In your cheeks and your all this stuff, they do this deforming, and men do it too. I'm trying to think of the guy that just passed my mind who he was. He used to sing, a real famous singer. He had so much plastic surgery, I did not recognize him when I looked at him. How did you know? How did you know? Wayne Newton. Wayne, man, is just unbelievable. He looks like some sort of monster. And they say, they say, how, when they come to that place, they say, oh, how I hated instruction in my heart, despised reproof. And I've not obeyed the voice of my teachers, nor inclined mine ear to them that instructed me, because they've been instructed. God warns people like that in a lot of ways, through a lot of different people around them. They God warns you, he's telling you, don't go that way. Don't live for the flesh. Don't live for the moment of pleasure. Don't don't live, don't be overly consumed with what you look like. Be consumed with who you are. But boy, are we not living in a society that just basically cares about the outside of the cup and don't seem to care much about the ends? They're fools, the sensual fools. Number four, we're going to get done with this. Number four, the scorner. Now, the first three fools, I believe, can be savable. Savable, okay? They can turn away and be saved. Because many of us were in those first three categories. I was a central fool for a while. 
I was a simple fool for a while. In fact, I was the other. I don't know whether I was a silly fool. I may have been some silly, but I suppose it depends on what God would define like that. But I. But you can have. You can be in those places. But if you respond to the Bible, repent of your sin, and turn to the Word of God, He can pull you out of that and make you a wise, make you wise, wiser than your teachers, if you know the Bible. I always thought that was amazing. The Bible says you'll be wiser than your teachers. Those professors who can spout out all kinds of things because they got a good memory and they remember what they've read and, they, and they're, they're exalted and to people as being, oh, so smart, yet really... If they miss Jesus, they're dumber than a box of rocks. The scorner, though, is a tough one. We've had some in church. I've had to face these people. A scorner mocks you, makes mouths at, to scoff from the effort to pronounce the foreign language. It means to mock. Okay. <clears throat> I have somebody in church here, when I would preach, they would make faces at me. And it wasn't, smile it was it was make faces it would mock me as i was preaching now, who do you think was doing that the holy spirit <laughs> troy. troy they said if troy had been doing that he wouldn't have been alive he'd be long dead by now uh, i'm not going to tell you who it was but who was doing it what spirit do you think was doing that god's spirit this is devil himself. Devil himself. Some characteristics about that. They despise authority. They mock it to diminish its value and necessity. They despise it. Encourages others to do the same. That's what they're big in. And their subtle facial body and other mocking gestures. Winking of the eye. You know, gestures like, you know, rolling of the eye. Oh, my, my. If you want to get beat real good by my mom and dad, when they were talking to you about something serious, is to give them the... Oh, he says, I'll give you something to roll your eye about. <laughs> Mock them. They picked up my dad. My dad picked up on all this. He knew what I was going on. I'd be mocking. Oh, my, my. He tore you up on that. Even the tone of voice. Oh, so you preach about the Bible down there at Gospel. You know, they'll change their voice tone. They'll mock you through their voice. Take away from the seriousness. They're really anti-authority. They can't stand authority. Cause They want to cause contention. If you're trying to do something good and trying to do something for the cause of Christ, a lot of times they'll come in and Oh, that'll never work. Why they don't know what they're, you know, and they'll just try to come in there and just throw some division in there with a comment. You've met them. You've met these people. Now you've met. You'll have met all five of these people. They're they're everywhere. I had to deal with a scorner. The Bible says, "Cast them out." I've had five people come in this church. I believe were de dedicated scorners, and we've had to dismember them. And we buried most of their parts out back. We, uh, basically, what I would do is I'd have them in my office and I'd say, okay, you've been warned repeatedly about this and you're a division, you're a division maker. And they wouldn't repent of it. Of course, no, they're mocking you as an authority even this. So I said, if you ever come back here, we're going to call the police. We're going to have you cuffed, stuffed, and drug off of this property. He said, you can't do that. I said, try it. 
see how it works. Already gone to the police station and said, we have somebody that's causing disorder. Can we have him? He said, we'll come down there. We'll cuff him, stuff him, and take him to the station. Disturbing the peace. You can't come into a group of people disturbing the peace against the law. I said, I'll do it, but don't make me do it. Please don't make me do it. Please don't do it. None of them did. All five of them stayed away have never come back. And have, by the way, their life proved that they were dedicated in what they were doing. I would to God they'd have got right. But here's what the Bible said, Proverbs 22.10, Cast out the scorner and contention shall go out. Yea, strife and reproach shall cease. When we threw these individuals out, all of a sudden they, they were constantly trying to raise up some sort of controversy, some sort of division, some sort of a deal, ultimately to destroy what was here. Now they do this in, in government. Of course, we got them saturated in government and every kind of thing. But... Uh, that's why I say bad government is better than no government. If you don't believe it, ask Miramar how those folks are doing out there. But, whoo, cast them out in school. We run this in our schools. Now, since 1986, we've been doing school. I learned a lot by school. Uh, we, we'd work with a kid, work with a kid, work with a kid, work with a kid, work with a kid. The teacher wanted to quit because this kid was making her life miserable. I wanted to quit because the teacher was making my life miserable. <laughs> Uh, uh, I was making the principal miserable because of this kid. Everybody around this kid was miserable until we finally looked at ourselves and said, why would we do that? So we just threw the kid out. You're out! It's like the umpire in a baseball game. You're out! The kid left. You feel defeated. You feel like you failed because you don't want that to happen. But all of a sudden, the teacher would come in and say, wow. It's peaceful. I've been in any trouble all week. I haven't said, wow, neither have I. And nobody coming to the office. No phone calls from irate parents. No nothing. It was just calm. It was sweet. And I thought, why didn't we kick this person out six months ago? That's what always bothered me. Well, as I got older, I've gotten a lot quicker. Now, if I if I begin to realize you're, you're a scorner, then it's, it's, I do much quicker action. I don't let everybody around suffer. Now, man, I, I tell you, Chris has picked that up. Chris has picked this up. I call him the hammer. Chris gets rid of him faster than I even did. But he's right. He's right. Now, anybody he's expelled, he's expelled a bunch of, probably a dozen kids. Um, no Huber boys yet, but I mean, uh, they, uh, they, he's expelled a few kids, but I'll tell you why, he's never made a mistake so far. Every time they were expelled, we got better. Things got better, more peaceful, more learning atmosphere. It is better. What is that? It's a scorner. What do you got to do to a scorner? You have to have open, serious punishment. Smite a scorner, and the simple beware. There you go. Reprove one that's out of understanding, and he'll, he'll get better understanding. He'll do better. But a fool gets worse. Withhold not correction from the child. If thou beatest him with a rod, he shall not die. Corporal punishment, absolutely Bible. Thou shalt beat him with a rod, and thou shalt deliver his soul from hell. The Bible says also spare not for their crying, they're begging you not to spank them. Spank them, use corporal punishment, it's Bible. Because God uses corporal punishment on us. I guarantee you. So warnings and dealing with this type of fool. Uh, he that reproves the scorner getteth himself a shame, and he that rebuketh the wicked man getteth himself a blot. In other words, they fight back. They don't just they don't usually just take it without well, 
I've, told, I've heard him say, I'll tell everybody I know how bad gospel Baptist is and how wicked would rotten in a school is. I said, tell everybody you know, because you're going to do it anyway. I was going door to door one time. We'd expelled this child, and he was just awful. And we expelled the child, and I was going door to door, and the woman that answered the door was his mother. And she hadn't seen me in a year. And she picked up from the end of her last sentence to me, she picked up the next word and kept going, telling me off. And I just sat there and she told me off. I said, I hadn't seen you in here. Good to see you. They resist correction. A wise man heareth father's instruction, but a scorner, he heareth not rebuke. He don't want to hear it. A scorner loveth not the one that reproveth him, neither will he go unto the wise. So this is good sense. Number five, we're going to close out here. The committed fool. Now, I believe this, the number three and number, excuse me, number four and number five probably generally are reprobate. The committed fool for sure. But chiefly them that walk after flesh and lust of uncleanness despise government, presumptuous to their self-will. They're not afraid to speak of dignitaries. This is speaking of the committed fool. Whereas angels, which are greater in power and might, bring not railing accusations against them before the Lord. These are, this is the behavior of the committed fool. But these are natural brute beasts made to be taken and what? Destroyed. Speak evil of the things which they understand not, and they utterly perish in their way. Israel's on the right track. The way you're going to get rid of Hamas is kill them all. They're on the right track. 2 Peter 2.13 And shall receive the reward of unrighteousness. They count it pleasure to ride in the daytime. Spots are they blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you. That's horrible when they're mingled with you like that having eyes full of adultery that cannot cease from sin. That tells me they're reprobate. Beguiling unstable souls. They love to influence people around them. And a heart they have exercised with covetous. They, they care about the money and the possessions and things that are temporal. They're cursed children. That's tough language, brother. Right? That's tough language. How would you like God to speak about you like that? I wouldn't which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Bozer, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. For when they speak great and swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lusts of the flesh, through the much wantonness, those which were clean escape from them who live in error. They're powerful. Usually they're leaders. They're, they're, they, in a group of 100, they'll have a couple of scorners, and they'll be the lead. They'll lead. They'll just be the leaders of the group. Want to, want to lead people in their way while they promise liberty. They themselves are servants of corruption for in whom a man is overcome, the same is brought into bondage. In other words, whosoever sins is a servant of sin. Characteristics. They're depraved conscience. They have reprobate or rejected, cast away. These are words that would refer to them, I believe. They're skilled in argumentation. Here's what's crazy about them. They're very skilled at argumentation. Very skilled. How to treat these fools? Jail. How's a society deal with these people? Solitary confinement. Expose them to God's law. 
refuse to argue. They love it. They want to argue and they'll argue. I will not argue with them. Don't you waste your time on Facebook. They try to stir you up on Facebook with some sort of a leading state. Don't you, don't you waste your time fighting with them. I mean, you may make one statement, you can contradict them one time, but after that, they're going to want to go for it and want a big ordeal about it. They will hate you. They will try to make a fool of you with false logic and rehearsed reasonings. Titus 1.16, they profess that they know God, but in works they deny Him, being abominable, disobedient, and unto every good work reprobate. i gotta, I got to do this. i got four minutes. Final comments, Bill Gothard suggests the first three fools he believes were, are changeable, savable. But the last two must have law system or deadly force deal with them. It's always been a mystery to me that God had to destroy all the people of the flood. That was his method for curing the problem. No more mercy. There was no hope. They had one thing and one thing only that was gonna was gonna change the environment. Death. That's, that's big. Simple fool, this reviewer quick, the simple fool, he's just ignorant. Most everybody's a simple fool one time or another, even maybe a silly fool, and I know I was at one time or another, roomy, various those, sensual fool, overly sensitive, pleasure seeker. Yeah, strongly warn them, of course. The scorner, he scoffs, he mocks, he attacks, you remove or use the law to straighten, it doesn't necessarily straighten them out, but it commits them, keeps them away from other people. Why do we have jails? Because people get so bad that they cannot be trusted to be around other people. Isn't that what a jail is? It is an isolation technique. It isolates them from other people. Why? Because they're going to hurt whoever they get around. They're going to damage whoever they get around. They're going to take their stuff. They're going to take their women. They're going to do whatever. They're just going to damage. We have a jail system. That's what it means by the law. What was God's law on that? If you Blood for blood. If you shed a man's blood, you died. His system of curing that was to kill the ones who killed. It was kill the ones who killed. The sure committed fool argues, debates, false logic, and of course you remove him also through the law. I believe that's about it. The simple fool, the silly fool, Sensual fool, scoffing fool, and the sure fool. And of course, I got to ask the question now God forbid, are you one of these fools? Don't be. Our Heavenly Father, thank you tonight for the Word of God. Thank you for Bill Gother and his work also in this area. And thank you for the Word that gives us and sheds lights, light on our, on our path. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. 
Thank you, and God bless.